Welcome to I Love My HBCU Question Mark, the podcast where we express our undeniable love for HBCUs, but where we are also not afraid to address a few tough questions. So, sit back, learn a little, love a lot, and rep your HBCU. Hello, everyone, and welcome to... This week's episode of I Love My HBCU Question Mark. Of course, I'm your host, Tosin Richard. And today I have an amazing HBCU alum with me. And her name is Kayleen Jasmine, right? Yes. Lovely. I was going to say Kayleen Perez, but it's Kayleen Jasmine Perez. But what do you prefer to go by? Um, I don't know. I really love my middle name. My favorite princess is Princess Jasmine. So I love I- it. Kayleen Jasmine for us. (laughs) Kayleen Jasmine. I'm going to go with Kayleen Jasmine. How about that? Lovely, lovely, lovely. So welcome. You are a proud alumna of what institution? Of the great Coppin State University located in Baltimore, Maryland. Lovely. Located in Baltimore, Maryland. When people hear Baltimore, Maryland, what immediately comes to mind? (laughs) They think of like different things. Like we have like the squeegee boys. (laughs) <laughs> on the streets when they come like on the stop signs um the culture and everything but once you like step foot at Coppin State University it's like a different world it's just filled with like different flowers such a beautiful landscape and all those like the community around it might be like in rough um construction areas when you step at Coppin it's just everything just looks so beautiful and so- everyone mm-hmm. My apologies. I was going to say that for those who are only listening and not watching, every time she mentions Coppin State University, guys, she's got this big, beautiful smile on her face. And you can literally tell that she loved her time there. What was your major when you were at Coppin? I was a nursing and military science major. And you you are active military, aren't you? Yes, I've been serving since 2017 in the reserves and now I'm going active duty as a commission officer. And I I hope this doesn't sound like a dumb question and I apologize ahead of time if it does. It sounds as if this is the career path that you plan on taking for as long as you are blessed enough to be in it. Is that accurate? Yes, I I want to be a psychiatric nurse. So right now I'm preparing to take my NCLEX in a few weeks. And then I'll be going active duty as an army nurse. Thank you in advance. And my thank you in advance is born out of, I, I, I have a number of um, friends as well as, um, I'd say, you know, um, um, external family members who are, are members of the military. And I don't think people bear in mind how much... Uh, how much of a toll it takes on you mentally? So to hear somebody say that the, what they want to go into is the psychiatric part of nursing, specifically for the military, I'm thanking you in advance. Um, so thank you. Thank you. That's, that's amazing. Um, okay, Kayleen, um, what was your best part of being at Coppin State University? I have so many great memories, um, but I would say one of my favorites and most wholesome moment is just, just meeting a family-oriented environment at a university. Um, everyone is so close. Like, I can walk into any building 
and I know that I have such a great connection or friendship or just that genuine person that I can go to for some advice, whether it is within my career, college, scholarships, whatever it is. And I've like been to different universities just like a, as a guest. And I haven't seen that connection like I have at Coppin. And I think that just tops it, tops it all, just having that, those people that I can still come to. And I love Coppin. My friends still go there. So I visit frequently or I text them and it's, it like the bond and the love never changes. It's always going to be there. So, so Kayleen, um, almost every human being that I speak to, um, that I, well, almost every guest that I've had the pleasure of speaking to on this show mentions family and HBCU. Um, Kayleen, um, I, I don't think it's a surprise, um, to anyone who knows the scene in Baltimore, that you were Miss Coppin State University um, in your last year. Um, I don't want to get your, your ethnicity wrong. Do you mind sharing what your ethnicity is, especially for those who cannot see you? What's your ethnicity? I am Guatemalan. You are Guatemalan. Um, you have every right not to answer this question, by the way, um, but I have to. As a Guatemalan who attended an HBCU and then became Miss Coppin State University, you kind of went viral a little bit last year um, with some dissenters not quite excited about that. What I want to hear from you is not a defense of your title. It's not a defense of your ethnicity. What I want to hear from you is what was the best part of you being someone who is non-African American as the queen of an HBCU? What was that best part for you in that role? One of my favorite, because I was in royal court for the last two years, so my sophomore and junior year. But nice. once you're Ms. Coppin, you have a little bit more freedom to do more things. Uh, and I would say one of like my favorite memories and why I truly loved being Miss Coppin was just going to either um, any event that we have on campus, whether it's like with new students or traveling with admissions to see like their HBCU tours in the local Baltimore schools. Or when I just, I did a, um, there's like a Baltimore group, it's called Charm University. And they also have a program for younger girls and just being there to show them like, you know, although you you might be like 10 years old, there's like a great life ahead of you. And it's nothing better than going to HBCU or a place is so diverse. So, um, well, in my opinion, at least Coppin is filled with diversity and inclusion. And as I am Latina and uh, I, I never felt like pushed away. I always felt included. Um, and I say that because people, uh, they said like I have a very bright and um, contagious personality. So <laughs> I kind of just gravitate towards them and just showing people who I am. It was great. And we did have this one event. Um, Coppin hosts this basketball event with like all the public schools in Baltimore and they come see our teams play. And during that time, there was a group of other Guatemalans and other people from like Central America or South America. And they were just like, oh, you're Latina and you're Miss Coffin. And I was like, it's just 
it's great seeing um, that I could be a representative for them, whether it's just to go to college um, as a first generation student. And that was my favorite part about being queen. Although like it's fun being in the cameras and the glitz and glams, but it's about the community service and what you really pour throughout your reign that makes it very unique and what makes you stand out as a queen. Because uh, anybody can just look pretty in a picture, but it's more about the hard work, your servant's heart, that really just makes your reign exceptional. I hear service. I hear family. I hear community. I hear that Coppin State University is a place that welcomes everybody. So good on you, Coppin State University. Um, do you want to shout out the president of Coppin State University for doing such a good job? Yes, Dr. Jenkins has been an amazing president. And I'm so grateful for him, for his family, the first lady, his daughters. They're just so wonderful. Whenever I see them, I see their smile. And especially um, when all of this happened, they were just like, if you need anything, I'm here. Like. He made a very wholesome video um, just protecting our community at Coppin, um, saying, you know, we love our Miss Coppin, and just showcasing the love about diversity and inclusion that we have at Coppin State. And he's always been so supportive, and I'm very grateful to have met him during my time at Coppin State. Thank you. Thank you so much. That Thank you so much for even indulging me to ask you that question. Um, and yeah, shout out to Coppin State University. Shout out to Coppin State University. Okay, so Kayleen, I want to go into what we love over here, and it's the starting 67, and it's 67 seconds that we're going to put on the clock whereby I'm going to ask you as many questions as possible, answer as many of them as possible. Please be as honest as possible in answering all these questions. <laughs> all right, so we're going to start the clock right after I ask the first question. You ready? Yes. Lovely. Okay. Kayleen Jasmine, describe yourself in three words. Resilient, determined, and responsible. I love that. What's the best meal you had in college? When I wasn't allergic to gluten, fried chicken and macaroni on our Soul Food Wednesdays. What is, what is all the fried chicken Wednesdays on all HBCU campuses? Something, something is in that chicken, guys, at all these HBCUs. Something is in that chicken. If your time in college was a story, what title would it be? Um, I think it would be entering a new era. Entering a, entering a new era. I think I want to get back to that one later. <laughs> Biden or Trump? <laughs> oh, Biden. Biden. She's like, oh, Biden. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite holiday? Christmas. Christmas. Every Okay, I shouldn't roll my eyes like that because I do like Christmas, but everybody answers Christmas. I need another holiday, guys, but everybody answers Christmas. Okay. Are you a sports girl? I like football. I don't understand it that much. And I like basketball, but I don't understand it that much. Like okay. <laughs> the last question in the starting 67, what, just give a shout out to your favorite athlete. <gasps> Did you see her face? She's like, hold on. This family is so beautiful. Love it. Who is it? 
Steph Curry and his family. They're just such a beautiful family. <laughs> Shout out to the entire Steph Curry family. Got it. Okay. All right, Kayleen, thank you so much for indulging me in our corny starting 67. I love it. Thank you so much. I'm going to remember, um, you said the starting of a new era or a new era. Yes. And I'm going to absolutely re remember resilient. Good on you. I'm going to remember those. Um, Kayleen, especially as somebody who is not an African-American, do you mind telling us your story of how you ended up selecting your HBCU, Coppin State University, in the first place? How, how did, tell us the story. How did you get there? Yeah, so I actually was going to go to Mount St. Mary's, which is a university, it's a Catholic school, um, when I was going to graduate. But then I went straight into the basic training and my job training for the military. And then actually my scholarship wasn't going to go through for Mount St. Mary's anymore. So I decided to take a, a gap year and just work um, like on orders for like the reserve, just to, like work full time as a soldier or just get a new job as I was brainstorming where I wanted to go. And then I found Coffin State through a friend. Um, we went to similar high schools and we did our nursing assistant programs together. And she went to school for nursing at that time. And she would post about Coffin all the time. And at my high school, we never really heard about Coffin or like many HBCUs. Um, it was a predominantly white high school, so I only heard about like UMD, Towson, like all the big, big schools. Never like a place where I could like really be accepted for who I am. Especially there was a lot of racism in my high school. So when I my when I saw a cop on my friend's page, I went to three of their orientations to make sure that's where I wanted to go. And every time. I felt like home, especially when I met their Mr. and Ms. Coppin at the time, um, James and Mia. James is one of my really good friends. And I told, I tell him that every time, every time I see you, I remember why I came to Coppin State. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. <sighs> so that warms my heart in a special way. Um, we kind of... Um, by we, I mean those of a slightly older generation kind of tease the younger generation with how much they use social media and a couple of things that you said stuck out to me um i heard you say that she posted about coppin all the time so um there is value actually in a lot of the alumni continuously talking about the schools that they went to and there's also a lot of value for our current students to continuously talk about their experiences at these institutions because there is a Kayleen Jasmine somewhere who is watching and because of that is getting more and more attracted to this love that that literally lives and resides on these HBCU campuses. That that warmed my heart. Um, yeah, thanks for sharing that. I'm I'm always curious about. My story is ridiculous. We're not going to get into it. Um, I did almost like an eeny, meeny, miny, mo, and making sure a school didn't sound like my name. Not the best methodology in picking a college. Um, but I'm always interested in hearing how people selected their, their, their HBCUs specifically, and especially for people like you and I, who um, may not have known what an HBCU was prior mm -hmm. to us actually selecting it. And I, I say this for myself, but I, I think I speak for you when I say you would not have done this any other way. Is that accurate? I would not do this any other way. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, um, 
you are about to enter uh, an adventurous time of your life um, based on everything that we've heard about you so far. And you're clearly going to enter it with a beautiful big smile on your face and resilience. Um, but as a recent graduate, can you tell us whether or not what you thought you'd be doing is what you have found yourself doing post-graduation? Give us those adulting blues for a recent HBCU grad, if you will, or the adulting highs. They're not all blues. They could be adulting highs. Go ahead. When I was looking at my like five-year plan that I had made from high school to college, um, I always like recently I've been going back and be like, if I would have talked to myself back then, I don't think that I would really believe that I was able to do certain things because I feel like I exceeded my list with the things that God has just opened the new door when I thought it was closed or if I was upset at the moment, he's like, well, just give me a few more months or give me a few more weeks and it's at his timing. So when I was looking back, because like right now after graduation, uh, all I'm doing is like studying for my NCLEX, which is my board exam for nursing to get my license. So it's been like a very stressful time of just like study, 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 study. And although I'm enjoying it because it's the first time that I can really be at home and enjoy each moment just with so like so much peace. I'm not saying I didn't have peace in college, but my last year was very chaotic. I was always up and about if there was an interview or going to go meet new people for like recruitment or I just liked having a really busy schedule. But now that I'm realizing I'm about to go to a different state, I'm not sure if I'm going to get stationed overseas. Um, I'm really enjoying being here, being in the moment and taking life so nice and quiet. It's It's been great. And I live in the countryside of Maryland, so I like going on running. I just really focus on on me this time just to make sure that I can just go into my my career in a few months like with a, with like the bright smile that I like to have not just confused and conflicted of like what could happen I just surrender it all to God and so I've been for me it's been very peaceful um especially as someone who had a very chaotic schedule um sometimes like there's like the post-grad um depression little thing but it's to me it's just like I'm really enjoying being being still and just being in the moment and being with my family and just studying every day and taking time to just really enjoy things that I know once I start my career, it'll be hard to come visit my family or my friends if I'm stationed in like Germany or something like that. So I'm just really being in the moment. And I think it's it's been helping my heart and my peace. It's <laughs> been helping my heart and my peace. I love it. Uh, Kayleen, I've heard two moments in your in your life now where you paused and you're going to correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the first was your gap year. Yes. And the second is now. And even though, yes, you're actively preparing for the next phase, I still hear a pause. I hear a slowing down. I hear a, a appreciate the moment um, that you're going through right now. Mm -hmm. And um, my students want to rush through life. They literally want to like speed race, like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait till I graduate and I can't this and I can't that. Could, do you mind sharing what the value of those two pauses have been for you? Um, especially if you don't mind actually going back a little, especially the gap year. I, I, I understand going directly from high school to college. 
I kind of love the idea of a gap year if it can be afforded. What what I'm going to stop talking very shortly, I promise, but what what value has those two pauses had in your life? So my gap year, I I was upset when I was going to take it. Um, cause at that time I was like, Oh, I want to be like my friends. I want to go to college right now. But I was like, it's not going to be in my timing. Um, so when I came back from basic and AIT, which is like the child specialty school, I came with so much more resiliency from the military, from my learned so much being broken down and being put back together into a very assertive woman. And I came into basic training as such a shy, like not naive, but like uncertain of like who I was as I was very shy in high school so I feel like the military definitely gave me a lot of resiliency to help and then I got one of my first jobs uh, working with a family friend and I was able to learn more about their business side and and then just doing like different things in the military like best um, best warrior which is a competition nationwide where different soldiers from the military police corps come together and um, go for an award and I got like my little sword that said soldier of the year. So I've done like a lot of fun stuff that I was able to be like, it was a, this gap year was so worth it. Um, and I was able to just really take my time in picking a new university um, without hesitation. That's why I went three times to their orientation. Um, I was able to travel to go on back to Guatemala at that time as well and just be with my family. And it was great. I feel like it was definitely needed and just to get my mind ready for a new chapter. Absolutely. 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 I, ah, Lord, I I wish, and I I don't say this flippantly because I've heard, I've heard people say that, um, oh, oh, Dr. Tosin, you are always talking about, if you can take a gap year before you go directly into college, but not everybody can afford to take a gap year. And I understand and I respect that. But I also see after my students are in their freshman year and some of them, definitely not all, because I was that kid that rushed through it, to be honest with you. Um, but some of them are ridiculously frazzled and some of them you could actually tell weren't entirely ready or prepared for that, um, for the pressures that that um, that college is going to put on you within that very first year. So... I, I'm going to put this on Kayleen and not on myself, a PSA that if you can afford it, there is value in taking a gap year. There is value in slowing down every now and then and just reflecting on what the next step is going to be as opposed to rushing through it sometimes. So well, it was very supportive. So that, that also helped <laughs> The support, again, the support, that's why I said, if you can afford it, and afford for me is not just financial. It's so many different factors. So many different factors. You, you mentioned um, um, not too long ago in the earlier conversation, um, looking back at your, your high school self and um, your five-year plan and kind of shocked a little bit at some of the things that you were able to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Can I have you also look back to freshman, college freshman, Kayleen Jasmine? Um, what would you want to tell her? Tell us what you'd want to tell her. What would you tell her now? I would tell her that she has so much potential, um, not to be afraid of trying new things because she did in the last three years. Um, 
just being yourself. I was a commuter at the time, so mm. I didn't get the my first like real college experience that they love to call it. But I did get it the last three years. Um, and just to be authentically you. Yeah, I think that's what really helped me to have a really great experience. So but again, for those who, who who cannot see you and can only hear you, the soundtrack that we're hearing, Kayleen is at home. And she's in this beautiful, beautiful area. And as we all know, when you're at home, family is going to be around doing what family does. I'm lucky that my mom hasn't knocked on the door right now. So <laughs> she is in a beautiful background and I, I get, I think somebody's trying to give her something. If they've got like a little cup of tea for me as well, um, they can send it over. That would yeah, be nice. For a, a party that they're having this <laughs> evening, but I told them not to bother. I love right it. There. I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. Absolutely <laughs> love it. Okay. Um, Because I kind of have to go there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think Kayleen is so sweet that I'm really curious to hear what your answer is going to be. I want you to give me a stereotype of an HBCU that you have found to actually be true. I'm not sure how to really explain it in certain words, but like on like TikTok and social media, you see there's nothing like my HBCU when it comes to like the livelihood of parties, events, compared to like PWIs. Like it's just, at HBCUs, it's so chaotic, so loud, it's so amazing. Like everyone's dancing and people like, oh, people who don't go to HBCUs don't understand it. And um, when I was at Compton, we're a really small school, but when we come together, it just, it goes very like, like if we were huge, like a, a big <laughs> university, we all just come together. But I'm not sure how to explain that in a stereotype, way um stereotypical way but uh to me that's that's what i've heard like around campus like no one really has that like flavor and culture like hbcus do um and we do like everything's just different um a lot of my friends go to pwis and they've invited me to their events but it's nothing like at home <laughs> or like when i go visit other hbcus it's always the same the the connection the fun everything's just top tier <laughs> so is it is it is are we are we going back to that family word that if everybody stereotypically says hbcus are like a family yeah it, it actually is true family yes okay it actually is true so see that's not a bad stereotype that we are family see i i, I think we could be cousins right yeah would you would you accept me as a cousin of yours yes, Okay, we're family, guys. Kayleen, Jasmine, and Tosin are family, and I absolutely love it. Kayleen, what was the most challenging aspect of attending an HBCU, and how did you overcome it? Um, I had a really pleasant experience my freshman through my junior year. Everything just started um, taking a t different direction my senior year. Um, it was obviously because I'm Latina and I was her Miss Coppin. Um, I would, you know, I get a lot of death threats, a lot of harassment um, in public or via text. During the first week of the video that went viral, I got like a thousand messages plus all the time on my DMs, LinkedIn, Facebook. They found me everywhere. Um, and it was just very chaotic. <laughs> um, whether it was like good messages or like 
paragraphs and paragraphs of people writing about how much they hate me or I don't have Twitter, but my friends show me everything on Twitter. And it was just like, it was very overwhelming. Um, but I just, I had to pause for a second and just like understand that they don't know who I am. And I understand why they um, are upset. Um, but I also remember that people at Coppin helped me come to this position and I wouldn't be here without them. And I just, it took time to really reflect on that for like the first few hours. Like I did cry a little bit the first time. It was just very overwhelming. But then just staying grounded and like remembering who you are, that really helped. And of course, the support system at Coppin, um, just being very attentive of everywhere I go. I wouldn't go anywhere alone, especially after I did have a very um, iffy experience in one of my Ubers after the, after the situation happened. So after that, I would never go anywhere alone. Um, especially I'm very, I'm not very confrontational when it comes to like people being very aggressive towards me with certain comments. I kind of just smile and just let it go. But I felt like at that time, I just needed to always be around someone, um, just in case anything happens, um, and just feel more safe. <laughs> Cause it wasn't people on campus saying these things. It was people in different HBCUs, um, in Anywhere in the United States, I would get some uncomfortable messages. And I overcame it with just a graceful heart prayer and just having that support system at Coppin that helped me for the, because um, it lasted about two to three months. So the first month was very chaotic. And then the last two months was a little bit more um, at ease, but things would pop up. But I am a, in a, I was in a very rigorous program for nursing and I had to stay focused. So I would have to um, come back in the fall. <laughs> Wow. Um, so first of all, Kayleen, um, and this might be my own ignorance, and I'm perfectly okay admitting my own ignorance. I, of course, I knew um, I'm at Morgan State University. It is not that far from Coppin. Uh, we are Baltimore uh, are cousins. And um, I knew you were Miss Coppin State University. I did not and was not aware. I knew you went viral. I knew that. I wasn't aware of the death threats. I wasn't aware of how much vitriol uh, was uh, levied against you in that moment. And I apologize, not for that, but that you had to go through that. Because I, I, just, I just don't think that's, that's right. Um, for anyone who knows how one selects a queen, Kayleen Jasmine doesn't wake up one day and say, "Hey, I'm. This is it. This is. I, I'm it. I. It's. It's. It's not a dictatorship. You actually have to get voted in, and so somebody, not somebody, clearly a majority of students at Coppin State University wanted you as their representative in that space and the fact that external entities and any any person from an HBCU would have levied any vitriol against you is actually disheartening to hear um and I'm sorry that you went through that because you shouldn't have had to go through that um it's okay for you to have a problem with something happening but mm -hmm. to the extent that you got death threats levied against you, it just, I was shocked as you were saying that because I would not have believed that um, 
our HBCU community, i.e. any entity from any HBCU outside of Coppin State University would have treated you to that. So thank you for you. Thank you for the smile you keep on your face. Thank you for sharing vulnerable moments that you had. You said you cried um, quite a bit. That's a natural response. I think I'd be underneath the bed still now, to be honest with you. That just doesn't seem right that you would want to hate me without knowing exactly who I am. So I'm sorry that you had to go through that. Um, <laughs> Haley and Jasmine, um, before we go, is there, um, is there anything you're working on? Is there something you, about you that you want the audience to know about? It could be a project that's dear to your heart. It could be, um, it could be anything. It could be a book that you plan on writing about this whole experience. I don't know. But is there something you want to share with the audience um, about, about you and about anything you're working on? Yes. So actually two years ago, I've been trying to write a book, but I because of my program, it's just very chaotic. So I'm putting that aside. But right now, I'm I'm really into pageantry. I've been in pageantry for the last about three to four years. Um, so right now, I'm working on like being a pageant coach and coaching new girls. And I have actually coached about a few like a few girls for like their HBCU pageants last semester. Um, and then right now, I have two little girls that I'm that their pageant is actually this weekend. And we've been on Zoom calls and phone calls this past week. And it's just, it brings so much light to me because pageantry allowed me to, to really grow into a strong woman. There is like misconceptions of pageantry, but to me, I feel like I've learned really great interview skills, how to be really well-spoken, um, being a great servant in the community. So that's what I want to really transmit to other young girls. Um, and I've been doing a, I've been having fun with it. And I told them, you know, no matter the outcome, just remember what we've learned, enjoy the process, and have fun with it because pageantry is expensive, so you might as well just have fun with it and just be your best self on stage. That's what I've been doing lately is um, pageant coaching alongside studying for my NCLEX. If I were to ever, ever consider a pageant, mm -hmm. you are going to be the first person I call. <laughs> I get the sense that my poise would be better because of you. I get the sense that my presence would be better because of you. So if anybody's interested in going into pageantry, especially the HBCU queens, um, those who want to be queens, I don't think there could be a better person for them to talk to, especially somebody who went through what you went through in that last year. You will absolutely be able to coach resilience into them, if nothing else. So thanks for sharing that as one of your passions that you are going after and we'll be looking out for you. All right. My, my very last query of you, honestly, is leave our audience with um, a word or phrase that tells us and you can't use family because you've used family already okay <laughs> but leave our audience with a parting word or short phrase on why you Kayleen Jasmine loves HBCUs I would definitely say they pour so much into you and allow yourself to have your cup filled by people who are so wise 
and so determined to see her success. And to me, no other university like HBCUs will really pour into you and just help you succeed within your career, finding a job, whatever it is. And when you graduate, remember to come back or to serve or give back to your HBCU or any other HBCU and have young students' cups filled with your wisdom, with what you're learning and whatever, whatever you want to really share. So the legacy continue to grow. And that's how we really build a very strong foundation into their lives. Like I can be a testament that they have have a very solid foundation when I was at Coppin and continue to do that as we go. Kayleen, Jasmine, thank you so much for being a guest on I Love My HBCU Question Mark. I have had an amazing time listening to you. I really hope that our audience has too. And I hope and wish you nothing but the absolute best in your continued journey. I hope you come back and actually give us updates along the way with regards to how this journey has been going for you. So thank you so, so much for joining me on this episode of I Love My HBCU Question Mark. And thank you to everyone who is hearing my voice or watching this episode. I hope you've enjoyed watching and listening. I also hope that we have earned the pleasure of you subscribing to I Love My HBCU Question Mark and liking this episode. Yours in HBCU love. See you on the next episode. You've been listening to I Love My HBCU Question Mark. Let's keep the conversation going as we share our stories and encourage more practical support of HBCUs whilst, of course, holding each other accountable. Don't forget to follow and subscribe for the latest episodes. Until next time, love and lift your HBCU.